0: Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Meet My Friend Friday. It is Friday, April 20th, and I have a precious mom on the podcast with me today. She's my friend. She's also a leader uh, with Mom Strong International, and she has a story that I think is going to really encourage you to trust the Lord no matter what your circumstances are. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So I love Meet My Friend Friday. And uh, I have a woman on the podcast with me today who's never been on with me before. And I'm excited to introduce her to you. Before I get to that, I wanted to let you guys know where I'm going to be next because everybody keeps asking. I will be uh, this next weekend. I'm going to be at Tolavana Inn in Cannon Beach, Oregon for a women's event. I heard the other day that there, that, that event may be sold out. If you are in the Portland, Oregon, uh, or greater Vancouver uh, area, uh, you can go ahead and check it out. And I will link back to it in the show notes today. And then after that, next weekend, I will be at Teach Them Diligently in Mobile, Alabama. So looking forward to seeing many of you there. I appreciate so much uh, your prayers for us as this is just our busy season. And so we are excited just to see what God is doing and also really just to watch the Lord sort of uplifting our family uh, as we do things that we know are just done by His strength, and uh, my guest on the podcast today knows a lot about relying on the Lord's strength and uh, recognizing that He really is the one who, at the end of the day, when we're walking in obedience to Him, um, He answers prayer. So, uh, my friend Jenna Wood is on the show with me today. Jenna has a little guy uh, who's two and a half years old, and she's been married to her husband Ben for four and a half years. She's also a leader with Mom Strong International, and so I've been. Jenna, I, Jenna was on the launch team for Becoming MomStrong and she was at the MomStrong conference in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I know that you guys are going to be encouraged by uh, what she has to say. So Jenna, welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you, Heidi. It's so good to be here. So Jenna, you live
0: on the East Coast, correct? I do. So you and I are like literally an entire nation apart from each other. <laughs> we are. But it's been really fun to get to know you and see the Lord at work in your life. And you and I
1: got introduced through Becoming MomStrong, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So last summer when you went on Facebook Live um, announcing the launch team, I was like, oh, launch team, sign me up. And so I did. And then um, I got to be on the, MomStr- on the Becoming MomStrong launch team. And uh, when I first started reading the book, I think I read like the introduction and the first chapter, I wasn't very far into the book. And I immediately knew that, that Becoming Mom Strong was a different book, um, a different kind of book out there for moms. Um, that this was not a, here's how to parent correctly, or, you know, if this doesn't work or that doesn't work for your child, try this or that. It was, um, really a book to me that is not just in my journey of motherhood, but in my journey as a woman, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, uh, you know, what, what What does the Lord say? And the, that's what I love about Becoming strong. It has always pointed me back to what the, the Word of God says, not what, um, you know, somebody else thinks is a great idea. Uh, and it also allows space for us to hear from the Holy Spirit. At the end of the day, um, what does the Bible say and what is the Holy Spirit guiding us to? Um, and that's, there's so much freedom to be found in that. And uh, And that's what I really love about this book.
0: And Jenna, you've really learned a lot about, uh, what it means to listen for the voice of the Lord in your own life in the last couple of years, because you had something pretty amazing happen to you about, was it about, was about two years ago, uh, in January, correct?
1: Yeah, it was. And, uh,
0: what happened? Tell, tell listeners what happened.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, had, um, a- I had started, I had my son and he was about six or seven months old. And I had recently uh, taken a job as a virtual assistant working from home and I had dropped him off at daycare that morning. And it was a a really cold uh, February day here, but it was beautiful out. And so I thought I'm gonna go sit in the local uh, Panera Bread um, and just sit there and work. Uh, Our home office is in the basement. And so I just wanted to see some sunshine. And so I went to Panera and I sat down um, and unbeknownst to me, there had been some ice early that morning. So all the schools were closed. And so right before, shortly before noon, I noticed like, wow, this restaurant has really filled up. And I, this Panera is very close to our house. And I had been there several times the week before. It was just sort of a place that I went and met with friends or I would go after I put the baby to bed at night, my husband would stay with the baby and I'd go up to Panera and read. It was just um, a little bit of a of a sanctuary for me. And... Mm-hmm. So I was in Panera and had noticed that it was filling up, and uh, the next thing I heard was—I can't remember if it was one or two gunshots—but I heard um, I heard the gunshots. I immediately knew that sound, and I heard nine one one. He's got a gun, and so I I um, picked up my laptop and my keys and my bag, and I took off running. At that time, in our country and in the world, there was just a lot of crazy sad things going on. And I had become very, very fearful really of being anywhere. Um, was just always watching people and making sure I was near an exit. Um, so when this happened, it, I was already feeling very vulnerable and, um, didn't like being where a lot of people were, but, um, I was sort of primed for something like this to happen. And so I took off running, um, ran out the patio doors, couldn't find my way out of the patio, couldn't find a, a, an exit from the patio. Uh, unbeknownst to me, I ended up running out, um, taking a similar route that the gunman had taken. Um, I jumped over a fence and started running to my car and, um, it's, it's not a, not much of an incline, but when you have adrenaline pumping through your body like that, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it felt like it took hours to get to my car and, uh, I, at the end of the sidewalk I saw a mom and she probably had a five or six year old boy and I looked at her as calmly as I could and I said run and uh, so threw myself in the car and tore out of the parking lot called my husband on the way home and we didn't know what was going on and immediately um, because we live close to the Panera we started getting phone calls and text messages um, that there had been a shooting in the Panera and there's a shopping center right there and there was things going on in the shopping center and so we really didn't know um, what we were facing. And we knew that there was a gunman at large at this point. Um, We would come to find out later that the police did find him very quickly. And our family was very impacted by that day. My brother-in-law is a corporal in the county and he knew both of the officers and he was with the second officer when he was shot. Um, So Mm -hmm. we were all just very impacted by that. Um, And from that, um, seeing seeing something um, like that happen, um for as as uh, hard as hollywood tries it's it's there's there's really no comparison um and so seeing that was just images that i couldn't get out of my mind sounds that i couldn't get out of my mind um and i just decided i wasn't going to go back to panera i felt okay with that decision um, and but i started to grieve and i i looking back i don't know that i grieved well i don't know that um oftentimes we know how to grieve and so I um, I knew the Lord. I trusted the Lord. Um, but over time, it became very difficult for me to just do normal, everyday things. I, I never laid in bed all day, but I found that it was taking me hours to sort of get going in the morning. Um, and I just—things— Things felt very, very heavy for me for a long, long time. So um for the past several years, off and on, I've seen a counselor. Um and I'd gone to see her. I had just really gotten I remember one day I called my husband um in tears. I was very afraid of of dying. Um and not um just sort of like just dying for no reason. Not like a sickness, just I, I was just terrified of, of just my life would end that day and and I would be home alone with my son and nobody would be here to get him. And no one would know. And I remember calling my husband one day, um, in, in tears and hysterics. And he said, I think you need to go talk to somebody. And so I went to see my counselor and I just really shared with her, um, sort of what I'd been experiencing over the last year. And, um, she said, Jenna, I think, I think you've got some post-traumatic stress going on. I think you might need to see, um, a psychiatrist. And so she, um, help me get connected with a Christian psychiatrist. um, Which is really
0: important, by the way. I feel like I want to highlight that because I know there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Many of them are feeling exactly like Mm -hmm. you have been feeling because we hear on the news every single day, right? There's a shooting in California. There's a shooting in Florida. There's somebody stabbing somebody in the mall in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just, we're living in a very fearful age. And I think we can get, it's so important to get help. But yeah. we, we better get help from people that know Jesus because away outside of that, the help that the world offers, especially when we're talking about um, the battlefield that, that is in our mind, um, we need the Holy Spirit. We need people to say, to be able to listen to the Holy Spirit themselves and yeah. to remind us that God is good. And it seems to me, because I know, because I, I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD when I was in my early 20s. And I know from experience that if you get, hooked up with the wrong counselor, things can get worse.
1: They totally can. And it's, um, when I started seeing a counselor, um, I was determined to find somebody who was a Christian. Again, that was a whole God thing how he led me, um, to my counselor who I just adore. Um, but that is super important to, to find that.
0: So you went to the counselor and what, what was some of, when you started to sort of come out of this, what were some of the first, first things that you noticed?
1: Well, I, I first for the first time, I really, um, I realized how long it was taking me to get up and get going in the morning. I mean, to just make the bed and put on clothes and change the baby's clothes in the morning, it was like a two hour process. And I didn't realize that it was taking me so long when all of a sudden I was doing that in like 30 minutes. And, um, I all of a sudden I just felt lighter. I didn't feel like there was a dark cloud over my head. I sort of felt like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, you know, I was just always yeah. <laughs> down and there was just, there was just always dark clouds over me. And um, so I, I first noticed that. Um, and then I had really, um, I have always been a, a bit of a uh, self-preservation kind of person. Um, and I, I, all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but over time, um, I just began to like really love people and not hold back and not be so afraid that, they were going to hurt me um, or that something bad would happen. Um, And I felt free (laughs) is, is really the only way I know to put it. Um, I, I had closed a lot of my heart off to others, including myself um, and definitely including God. Um, And I, I was, I was able to like allow Jesus to come into some really hurting places in my heart, um, places that I was just so fearful. I was so afraid. Um, and I, I I love to worship. I've always loved to worship. Um, and our local church has an amazing worship ministry. And so, um, on Sunday mornings I found myself like truly being able to just let go and worship. Um, I couldn't wait to dive into the, into the word um, on a daily basis, whether I was doing the scripture writing or another Bible study that I was doing at the time or any kind of a book. Um, I downloaded, um, an app on my phone so that I could learn just, I think it's a concordance. Um, what does this mean? What does that mean? Um, and I, I just started to feel lighter.
0: Mm. I love that. And it's amazing to me, you know, I was talking about this in Alberta Uh, last weekend I was speaking, I kept telling everybody on the podcast I was in, I was in Edmonton, but I flew into Edmonton and I spoke in Red Deer, like, thank you to the hundreds of Canadians who've been telling me, stop saying it was in Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) I was, when I was speaking, when I was speaking in Red Deer, uh, last weekend, I was talking to some moms who were saying that knowing the word of God. And actually being in the word of God was a game changer for them. I met a a young mom who's just brand new Christian and she'd been terribly abused as a, as a child. And it messes with you because it, it, I think it really does hardwire your brain for stress and for panic and for anxiety and for fear, uh, because you grow up that way. Yeah. And she was saying, I mean, tears in her eyes. And she said, Heidi, I met, I just met Jesus. Mm. And she said, I can't get enough. I'm opening up His Word, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I wondered about this, and I wondered about that, and I'm finding answers in His Word. And really, that's what you're saying. You're saying that the Lord has taken this terrible thing, the worst thing. The, I mean, what you've lived through is what most people in this country are afraid of right now. It's why we think that banning weapons is going to somehow strip the evil out of the human heart. Yeah, no. uh, but it won't no. because we live in a we live in a fallen world, and what you have encountered. The Lord is really beginning to uh, use it for good because it sounds to me like you're finding your voice again. Only this time, your voice is to God's giving you your voice, and you're using it to speak the truth and encourage people by what is happening to you. That's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I want to say two things about the the two things. Um, The first is that I can remember. Prior to this incident happening, saying to my counselor, I'm so afraid that I'm going to be somewhere and something has happened. Something happens. And I said, What do I do? How do I, you know, how, like I'm supposed to trust the Lord, but, how-? and she said, You just trust that the Lord will protect you however he sees fit. Hmm. And I remember that day. Uh, when I was running to my car, I remember praying, "Lord, please see fit to protect me, please see fit to protect me, please see fit to protect me and um I think sometimes we decide how we want something to work out for us. We want um we get a bad report from the doctor, and this is the healing that we want, or this is what we want for our children, and sometimes it doesn 't work like that. We put limits on a on a God who is so much bigger than that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things that I have learned is, um, (laughs) to stop putting limits on him because he, the Bible says he's going to give us more than we can ask or imagine. And that doesn't mean that we can't dream, but if we ask, um, for God to protect us, sometimes that protection means a little bit of pain. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm Mm -hmm. so Thankful that I experienced what I experienced that day. Am I thankful that people lost their lives over it? No, I still mourn for those for those men. Um, I I know their names. I know their faces. I I can't leave my house at at any point without passing that Panera Bread. I, I mean, it's we can't get out of our neighborhood without seeing it. Um, but I know that God is bigger than than what happened, and I know that He has turned what the enemy meant. Um, for evil, he has turned it into good in my life. Um, mm-hmm. and and I I have always loved stories, and I've always loved to share stories. And the enemy used this story to silence me. And I got to the point that I said, "You're not going to silence me over this. This is this is not. Um, you don't you don't get to win this. I do because he who's in me is greater than he who's in the world. And um. Amen. The day of the shooting, I was at Panera by myself. My son was not with me, um, and I—I I had felt the, the week or two before, like I said, I—I um, I would meet friends there. We'd have coffee and, you know, play with our children. And, um, but I—the I, day of the shooting, I was by myself, and I felt like when I started to go back to Panera recently. Um, Because I felt the Lord in the fall start to call me to lead a Becoming Mom Strong group, which I knew was um, that alone was the Lord. But then when I felt like he said, and it's going to be at Panera, I was like, well, that's definitely the Lord, because this would not be my idea. (laughs) We would go somewhere else if it were up to me. Um, But when I started to go back to Panera, I met the women um, in our our small group. Uh, But then I felt like the Lord said, but there's still a stronghold there. Um, You need to go back by yourself. And so I did, and I just felt like I had I had reclaimed what the locust had stolen from me, what the enemy meant to to harm me. Um, I just wasn't going to allow anymore. Um, mm. I heard of, on Easter Sunday, our pastor spoke, um, and he talked about the verse in Revelations one, and it says that um, Jesus says, "I I have the keys to to hell," and the enemy is so um, powerless. He doesn't even have the keys to his own house. And sometimes in this world, we forget that he, he is not, he is not the authority Jesus is. And Jesus sits on the throne. Um, and because we have Jesus in our hearts and, and, and we are, we are sealed. Um, the enemy is after us. Um, mm. which is why I love so much of what you say. We've got to get onto the battlefield. And, um it is so important that as moms and as women, we, we fight and, and our best weapon is the word of God and is to know what it says. Um, when, when we have those terrifying situations happen to us or even just a stressful day to know what the, the word of God says to, to have those in our hearts. Um, that's where the true power is.
0: Yeah. And it's believing his promises. It's, yeah. it's remembering that every single thing that God says in his word, you can take it to the bank.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: some people say, I keep hearing Christians saying that they don't, that they don't want to talk about their faith in the public square or they don't want to talk about their faith uh, using the Bible because so many people don't believe the Bible. But, but God's word says that the Bible is the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. And here we'll lay down our sword and try to go out onto the battlefield without a weapon. And it's, uh, to me, you know, this, this whole idea of being on, I don't think we realize that whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we are on a battlefield every day. We're on a battlefield. And if we trust that God is who he says he is, that God uses all things to that he works all things together for good, that he doesn't miss any detail of our life, any fear that we're facing. The Bible says in second Timothy that, uh, fear is a spirit. And we know from the word of God that God is more powerful than any spirit we will ever face in this world. Mm -hmm. And God wants to use, I love what you said about silencing uh, your voice because uh, this is one of the things that is on my heart that um, the devil wants to use things in our lives to quiet our witness. Yes, And he'll use failure to do it. He'll use fear to do it. He'll use divorce to do it. He'll use loss to do it because we feel like, oh, or he'll use your prodigal child to do Mm -hmm. it. Oh, my child walked away from the Lord and now no longer have anything to say. Well, that's the devil because yeah. God never does that. God doesn't speak to us in tones of of condemnation; He speaks in a voice of conviction. And what I love about your story, so many things, but what I love about your story is that not only did you were you able to turn around and face that spirit called fear and say, "Oh no, not today, Satan! Mm-hmm. We're not doing this anymore." But you actually turned it around and allowed, allowed the Lord to uh to use it in your life for good and you started to think about becoming uh mom strong and you ended up leading a community group and uh
1: reading through becoming mom strong at panera right yeah yeah so we met every saturday morning um at the panera bread um and it was it's myself and three other moms and we range in age from early 30s to late 40s um we have anywhere from one to ten children and uh we have even though we are our age ranges span 20 years we have so much in common um and we talk so often about the importance of getting in the word of God and um learning what the bible says and knowing that and believing that and sometimes what we are experiencing it you know we we know God's good but how is he gonna how's he gonna work this out sometimes what we see it doesn't feel like it could be it could work out or it doesn't look like it's going to work out. But if we know it and we just continually preach that to ourselves and we get in a group with other um, like-minded women who are, um, can give spiritually sound advice um and breathe um, life into us. One of the biggest parts of my healing has been getting in a group with other women who none of them have experienced, except for one, none of them have experienced anything of this part of my story. But they have all brought healing to my life just by being there, by loving me, by praying over me. Um, they have become mom strong with me. Um, and so we have, we have gone back to Panera and, um, they'll even ask me like, How, you know, are you okay being here? I'm like, I, yeah, absolutely. And it's not that I don't think about it, but I don't fear it. I don't, um, mm-hmm. that, that place has no stronghold over me anymore. Um, yeah. because the enemy, He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get to have that part of
0: my life. Well, and I think he knows, you know, at the end of the day, he knows his his days are numbered. And the Bible says we as Christians, we should be the most joyful, hopeful people on the planet because we know how this thing is going to end. We know how it's going to end. And I love I'm going to link back to the story at your blog today um, about this. But there's something that you wrote that I thought was interesting. And I'm going to sort of wrap the podcast up by Uh, by reading it you said one day the lord uh, started to suggest that i go back to the very panera bread i'd run from the restaurant is less than a mile from our home and we drove by it almost every day over time the idea of going back didn't seem daunting or scary and i even started to think how nice it would be to have a cup of soup or read a book on a cold winter afternoon by the fireplace this i knew could only be god I started to think about Becoming MomStrong and how this book would benefit so many others. And in the course of a couple of days, it was made crystal clear that God was asking me to lead a community group. Becoming MomStrong was the book and Panera Bread was the place. So one Sunday afternoon, I asked uh, Ben after church if we could go to Panera Bread. We went right uh, then and little Ethan ran through the Panera Bread and was sure to stop at the bakery to look at the cake cake. I walked to the back of the restaurant and just stood for a moment remembering that fateful day, thanking God for his goodness, his mercy, and his protection. And then we left. The enemy, this is my favorite part, Jenna, the enemy could no longer claim Panera Bread as a place of fear in my life. This time, I sent him running from the building. That is powerful. It's powerful because that is the, that is the grace and the power and the strength and the healing that only comes from God. And I really appreciate your willingness to share your story. I appreciate you becoming a MomStrong leader. I appreciate you pouring into the lives of other people and refusing to let the enemy silence your witness. It's a powerful story.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I decided actually when I read, uh, I don't know, I want to say it's chapter seven, or eight, But I could have it wrong. But you talk about his story and the timeline in your schoolroom. And when I read that chapter, and i read the book a few times now, but um, I think one of the more recent times that I read that chapter, I thought, you know what, this is God's story. And um, I'm going to share it anytime I'm asked to, because it's it's all about him. And it's about his redemption and, and, and the freedom and the healing that he has brought in my life. It's not, um, he used other people and other things and medicine to help me get to that place. Um, but it's really all Jesus
0: um yeah and if if, he redeems he's a redeemer and he's he will redeem your story and he is taking back what the enemy tried to take from you yeah and i love that uh because of god's power in your life and your willingness to just say lord i'm gonna i'm gonna give this to you he's using it like he said he would for good god never does anything apart from a kingdom purpose jenna thank you so much for coming on the show today it's been a delight to have you um for those of you who are listening. To this, and you'd like to read the story for yourself, uh, I'm going to link back to uh, Jenna's blog post today and to her uh, her blog in general, and you can just kind of read what's going on in her life as well as her journey to becoming a leader with Mom Strong International. And I want to just encourage you. Uh, really, I know because there are so many of you that listen to this uh, because I hear from you all the time. And you're in the shower, or you're mowing your or you're mowing your grass, or if you live in Ohio, you're still shoveling snow. I'm so sorry, uh, but. But I want to just say, God wants to meet you right where you are. And I think the powerful thing about Jenna's story is that she—that the enemy could have uh, taken her out with this, but she trusted that God's word is true and that God wants to use it for good. So Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thank you, Heidi.
1: It's been a lot of fun to be here.
0: For those of you who have a question that you'd like me to address at Mailbox Monday, you can shoot me an email podcast at thebusymom.com. I want to just encourage you, if you have not registered for Teach Them Diligently in Mobile, Alabama, if you're anywhere near there, I will be there in just another weekend, two weekends from now, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Friday. I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.